You like Huey Lewis in the news? They're okay. Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. Now that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. We're calling Stuck in the 80s Incorporated, where the 80s live on forever. Please use our automated telephone system to reach your desired extension. Press 1 to leave us a fan greeting. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Press 2 for VIP tickets to the Spandau Ballet meet and greet, hosted by Stuck in the 80s host Steve oh, Sears. What the hell is that? Press 3 for hot and steamy live chatting with the hunky Steve Spears. What? And press four if this is Sean Daly and you're trying to weasel out of recording this week's podcast, as usual. Hey, Spears, Spears, it's Daly. Man, I went back to that hot dog stand again. They smelled so good, but I don't know what I was thinking. I got some celery salt. I don't know. Listen, my stomach's killing me. It's like a rumble in the jungle in here. I'm going to rest up on the side of the road. It smells like Winnipeg. Listen, I'm going to miss part of the show, but don't freak out. Just get VGF to do it, okay, man? I'll be there for the segments. All right. Oh, God, I got to go. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And with me as always, he's my best friend, Sean Daly. Um, hello. No, it's me, Vegas Girlfriend. Uh, where's Sean? I don't know. He's not here. You're always talking about Sean. My God. Give it a rest, man. You know, a lot of people say it's not a Stuck in the 80s podcast without Sean. Well, you know, I'm sorry I'm such a poor substitute. <laughs> I know. But, but it's, almost, it's almost appropriate today. So if it's not a Stuck in the 80s podcast without Sean Daly, yes. it's time to talk about 80s movies that didn't actually occur in the 80s. Exactly. Because there's a whole slew of uh, new 80s movies that are out or, or coming out that are about the 80s but not filmed in the 80s. And we've done a show on this once before. We did it uh, a year or so ago. And we talked about The Wedding Singer and we talked about 200 Cigarettes and Donnie Darko. But we left a lot out. Isn't it great to be a highly desired demographic? Finally. <laughs> It's about freaking time. Parachute pants are next. Uh, I expect to see them on the rack at JC Penney's any day now. J- oh, JC Penney's, you know my store. JC Penney. That's the uh, home of the peach lingerie. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And, and a little other known trivia fact: the same girl that I bought the peach lingerie for, um, aka Lasagna Girl. Yes. I also bought her a promise ring at JC Penney's. A promise. I, ring? I think I spent ninety nine ninety nine on it. <laughs> Okay, I'm dumb. What's a promise ring? Well, it's like um, it's like a pre-engagement ring. Oh dear God! I know. I never got that sucker back. <laughs> Not much of a promise. Yeah, in those two years, I never got those back either. Uh, you know what they say? See a broad to get that booty, act <laughs> Leg her down, down or smack 'em, yak 'em. 
cold got to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the 80s themselves are making a comeback in movie theaters around the country. This weekend, um, Adventureland opened up. This is James, and he's uh, playing for a game shop. Games! Rules. Nobody ever wins a giant-ass panda. You'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. Yes, we went and saw it Friday morning. It was so. fun. It was the first time you and I had ever been into a movie theater together. Yes, yes, it was. It was a good pick. Yeah, and um, we didn't know what to make of it. Now, um, longtime fan and listener and, and, and former co-host uh, uh, Chase Squires went and saw it in Denver at a freebie, like a preview show, and he gave it a bad review. Yeah, I, I understand. He, he said that his main beef with the movie was that it could have been set at any time. It didn't have to be set in the 80s, and I agree with that, but it was still fun. Yeah, I still enjoyed I, myself. Well, what makes it work um, is the soundtrack a lot. The soundtrack is very good. Um, there's a character in it called Lisa P. Everybody gets all excited. Like, Lisa P is coming back. Lisa P is like every slutty Italian girl that went to my high school in the 80s. She was per. She had like the curly hair and the great big earrings and too much makeup and the gum and the ripped T-shirt. She was perfect. And every time, it, every time an eighty song breaks out, she just stops whatever she's doing and starts dancing. Usually, she dances to let the music play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> again and again. And again. Um, Adventureland uh, was written and directed by Greg Matola. It stars uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart, who was uh, making a name for herself with the Twilight movies. Um, me, not a Twilight fan, but I'm now a Kristen Stewart fan. If she keeps making stuff like this, yes. Yeah. Um, somebody else in the movie that, that uh, has a little bit more name recognition, um, Ryan Reynolds. And it was funny because I, I was talking to Steve after the movie and I said, oh, there's the only person I really knew in the cast is Wendy Malick, who was in Dream On, which I think was from the 80s. No, no. I think it was uh, early 90s, but early I love 90s. it nonetheless. Okay. And Steve's like, no, what about Ryan Reynolds? I'm like, um, I don't really know who that is. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is great. He, oh. uh, he's, he's a guy's guy, and um, yeah. I'd love to have him on the show sometime. I, I bet he doesn't really like the '80s though, and he doesn't look like. An Was 80s he even dude. born in the '80s? <laughs> yeah, he's probably not much younger than you. Oh. The um, the whole premise is that this kid is going to go to Europe for the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, some economic catastrophe befalls his parents. Imagine that. I can't wait <laughs> to that at all these days. And so he can't go to Europe. Instead, he gets a crappy job working at an amusement park. Which oh. is Adventureland. Yes. Which is actually a real park in, I believe, New York, but the film was shot in Pittsburgh at Kennywood. Kennywood. Which I've never been to Pittsburgh. I don't think I've ever set foot in Pennsylvania. I have because Pittsburgh is the birthplace of one of my great idols, Mr. Andy Warhol. Oh. And I went to the museum, the Andy Warhol Museum of Pittsburgh, and it was awesome. And there's a great tiki bar in Pittsburgh, too. You love the tiki bars. I do love the tiki bars. Um, so Adventureland's out. We saw it. It's got a great soundtrack. We've written about it on the blog. Um, the soundtrack has, of course, the one song that will get into your skull... Amadeus by the great Falco, the great late Falco. Yes. Um, they play it nonstop through the movie and it starts to drive them insane eventually. Yes. But also a lot of, um, there's some cure, there's some in excess. Um, the outfield even, Crowded House, Who's Could Do, even the replacements. It's a great soundtrack. There's only 14 songs on the soundtrack. There's a lot more in the movie. There's a lot more in the movie. Um, there's a lot of Velvet Underground, which is not from the... 80s but a great band nonetheless but you know we were talking about this this is what makes this movie cool in my mind in the 80s we were all into i mean all my friends were into velvet underground and lou reed so it's kind of cool that in this movie they are too it's it's not like they're just playing falco and loving falco no they hate falco right and i'm sure we mocked it in the 80s too i mean we kind of love it now but we mocked it then and we loved and we talked all about nico and and the velvet underground but Mm -hmm. in this movie they don't um 
we got so many movies to go through today. I'm, I'm so worried that we're not going to have time to cover I, them all. But and plus, we've got all this great reader mail that I want to go through. And you're um, so caffeinated today. I know. God, <laughs> absolutely no more caramel frappuccinos for me. No. It was iced. Because yeah. it's, like, it's like 97 degrees here in Florida, by the way. And I drank a good chunk of the bottom of it, too. Yeah, that's where all the caramel was. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. After all I've given you this weekend, you drink my caramel. You know, I have to say something about what a wonderful man Mr. Steve Spears is. I was supposed to fly in on Thursday night. The moral of this story, ladies and gentlemen, don't ever fly AirTran. Uh, for the third time in a row, AirTran has screwed me over. I was going to miss my connector. I was going to miss the next, next connector. We were calling around. Couldn't get any flights to Florida until Friday afternoon. And Steve said, nope, you have to come tonight because I need to see you tonight. So he got me a first-class ticket on Northwest to, from Detroit to Florida. It was the first time I've ever flown first-class in my entire life. Really? And it was pretty sweet. Let me describe the condition of Vegas' girlfriend when she got off the plane. <laughs> you stood, buttwad. You were trash. I know it was great. <laughs> I didn't know if I didn't know that you'd been drinking at first. All I know is you, you know you get off the tram, and you run over to me, and, um, and you lots of PDA. Like a and it's like you smelled like like Arthur. You smelled like Dudley Moore. <laughs> and you're my Liza Minnelli baby. Yeah, that's. Um, more ways than one. It's great. You go to the bathroom, you leave the glass behind, you come back, and it's full. Yeah, it's just like being at the Spears Lair. <laughs> Pretty much. God. And, and she wake, Okay, so we wake up this morning, and we're getting ready to come in here to do the podcast. We're all excited. Um, not as excited as we are right now, because I haven't had all the caramel in my system. But <laughs> Vegas Girlfriend looks down on the counter. It's like 1030 in the morning. There is a glass of um, <laughs> bourbon with Diet Coke in it that I had like half drunk the, the night before, before I passed out. It's just sitting there stewing in its own juices, no ice left in it, room temperature. I'm about to dump it out. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what's about this drink? You drank the damn I drink. Did. It was pretty good. Oh, God. I, I, <laughs> I can't throw good liquor away. I would have thrown up if I'd even tasted that oh. for a second. You know I have the soul of a Depression-era widow. Yeah, I know. Can't waste anything. It's too bad. I want to get on with the list, though, because we've got so many movies, and we actually sat up last night before we both passed out of uh, <laughs> fatigue and... Um, and room temperature bourbon. Yes. We saw now a lot of people would say this is not an 80s movie. It it's not in a way, but it, it much of it takes place in the 80s. Uh 1997's Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Michelle, oh Michelle, over here. Want me to get your huge notebook for you? Oh, Heather, I want to take another picture of you and Sandy for the yearbook and oh, I want to interview you too because I think it would make a really interesting article for the roundup. Oh, Toby, fuck off. Okay, but can I take a picture of you first? I absolutely love this movie. I own this movie, and we watched it again. Um, I love the fashions. I love... Well, my favorite character, of course, is Janine Garofalo's character, Heather Mooney, because Heather Mooney is me. She's so angry. She's so angry. She never <laughs> smoked. And the whole hey, well, life- yeah, I'm Heather Mooney if, if she was a non-smoker. Right. The whole idea is um, Lisa Kudrow and Mina Sorvia, Mira Sorvino. Mira Sorvino. Um, are best friends from high school who are going back to their 10-year reunion. And um, they live in Uh, Southern California. Yeah. Yeah. And they have to go back to to Tucson, Tucson, right? And um, But they're total... They're not successes. They're just a couple of... They're unemployed, although they're living in this fabulous beachfront pad in California. Which which we couldn't afford. No. But um, But the whole... And so half the movie takes place watching them in the 80s. And then half of it takes place currently. And so we, we kind of grandfather that puppy in. 20-year reunion, two more years. I'm not going with you. 
Although, based on what I did at my 20-year reunion... You better go with me. I should probably go with you. <laughs> yeah, you should. Do you think I'll be able... No, never mind. Where will it be? What town? It'll be in Detroit. It'll be in Detroit, yeah. Ugh. It'll probably be in the winter, too. No. Get you a nice big down parka no. and some boots and a nice hat. You'll be oh, all set. God, I haven't... I've never owned gloves in my life. I, I, that's just a completely foreign concept to me. So, um, my 10-year reunion sucked... It sucks so bad. I almost didn't go to my twenty year reunion, and what a mistake that would have been. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go to the ten year. Yeah. But we've all, all my friends and I have agreed we're going to the twenty year. Yeah. Well, because you're successful now. In fact, yes. the next time you're on stuck in the eighties, what will you be? Doctor Vegas girlfriend. Yeah, nice. sort of. I'll be a doctor of pharmacy, as my law professor refers to it—a fake doctor, not a real doctor, but a doctor nonetheless. Can you wear like a doctor outfit when you come to visit me? If you want. <laughs> Um, one of the other movies we checked out this weekend, um, and I totally forgot this was an 80s movie. Set in the 80s. Yeah. Listen to this scene and tell me what movie this is. In 87, Huey released this for their most accomplished album. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to Be Square. A song so catchy, most people probably don't listen to the lyrics, but they should, because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of friends, it's also a personal statement about the band itself. Hey, Paul! Yes, that is obviously American Psycho. There's two cinematic clips I will take forever to my grave. And the first one is Brendan Fraser in Gods and Monsters. Please check it out if you think boys are cute. And the other one is Christian Bale running through a hallway wearing nothing but bright white tennis shoes and a chainsaw. Can I borrow your towel for a sec? My car just hit a water buffalo. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, obviously, it's, an, uh, it's a film adaptation of uh, Brett Easton Ellis' novel. Which I never read. I bet you did. Actually, I didn't either. Really? <laughs> I, I heard the book was very misogynistic and stuff. But this movie was directed by a woman. So it can't be misogynistic. Uh, that's what they all say. Well, they objectify him, like treat him like a little sex object, which is great. It took me years before I realized that Christian Bale... Was that kid in was the Empire kid. of the Sun. Yeah. Everybody says that. <laughs> read some credits, people. I know. But I mean, seriously, I was, I was watching uh, Empire of the Sun the other day, as I tend to do anytime an 80s movie comes on. I'm like, that kid looks familiar. And then finally put And two, then I two heard together. him ranting and screaming and cursing. You're like, oh, it's Christian yeah, Bale. Oh, yeah, there we go. Um, American Psycho, I, I reckon, I don't know that I've ever sat through this movie start to finish. Oh, I have. I, re- I saw the unrated version. Oh, really? Yeah, it's hilarious. It's, what, what's the difference? They add more uh, nudity? Uh, more nudity and more violence, the usual, oh, usual okay. winning combination. Um, speaking of uh, Brett Easton Ellis, there is a new movie coming out, a new 80s movie coming out uh, on May 1st called The Informers. Cylon told us about it. Yeah, Cylon, our good friend in Detroit. And um, The Informers is an ensemble piece. It's based on uh, Ellis's uh, 1994 collection of short stories by the same name. It filmed in Los Angeles, Uruguay, and Buenos Aires. Um, it was the last film, or it will be the last film for actor Brad Renfro before his death in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know much about it. We watched the, the um, preview on Apple trailers. People call it the sequel to Less Close Than Zero. Zero. I don't know if that's... The movie trailer honestly looks a little... Um, I can't. There's not I, much I can say about it. We watch it. it. Go to go to um, Apple trailers on the internet, and you can see the the trailer for it. Mickey Rourke's in it, and we watched The Wrestler over the weekend. So yeah, and The Wrestler's Mick, a great movie. Mickey Rourke rocks. Yeah. So, but the, um, the Informers. There's nothing. People 
knock Adventureland for not feeling like an 80s movie. There's nothing that I saw in that trailer for The Informers that makes it feel like an 80s movie. It could just be a bad trailer, but who knows. We're going to head off to commercial break right now. We'll come back some more great 80s movies not made in the 80s. Stay tuned. It certainly is a big bun. It's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call a single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody back there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people. G'day, this is Scott Churchill from Brisbane, Australia. Caught me in the middle of some breakdance training, which I do an hour each day. But while I'm here, I just want to say, I'm stuck in the 80s. Hey, you like that new little feature here? That was a really cool yeah. fan greeting. Yeah, fan greeting from uh, Scott Churchill in Brisbane, Australia, following our fake commercial break. Yes. I love that. It feels like a radio show. <laughs> um, one of the other movies that we uh, really are dying to talk about today is um, one of my... F- one of your favorites that I have never seen. Yes. 1996, Basquiat. Can I help you? You want to buy some ignorant art? Ten bucks a piece? No, I, I think it's okay. Of course, yeah. Mr. Bishop. Gee, ignorant art? No. Yeah, you know, like, stupid, like, ridiculous, crummy art. Wow. That sounds good. That's new. Ten bucks. Gee, it didn't work very much on these. I can give you like five. Come on, Bruno, you're rich. Maybe you should talk to Bruno. You, you don't even work on your stuff. No, it's not how much you work on something that matters. It's how much you get for them. I can get ten. Andy Warhol and David Bowie, my worlds have come together. David Bowie plays Andy Warhol. He, I, I watched it again. He's not in it as much as I remember, but when he's in it, it's just great. Um, I, I, and again, at the Andy Warhol Museum, they have a whole section of uh, stuff he did with Basquiat, which was really now cool. Basquiat is who um, Jean-Michel Basquiat was a painter um, in the kind of early '80s art boom. Died very young. I think he was 27 or something, uh, some sort of drug overdose. But he was considered um, by many to be a very great talent that was kind of wasted, and Warhol kind of boosted him to fame. But there's like, this movie has a great cast. It's got Dennis Hopper, Claire Forlani, who I think is a very underrated actress, um, Gary Oldman, Parker Posey. The list goes on and on. Okay, let me throw out a theory for you. There's no such thing as a bad movie. Oh, jeez, jeebus. If it stars or appears, Gary Oldman. Yay, nay? Come on. Nay! Hey. Name a bad one. Mortal Beloved is boring. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty easy. Okay. Oh, and Jeffrey Wright is Basquiat. Jeffrey Wright's fabulous, too. He was really good in Broken Flowers with Bill Murray, too. Um, next movie on our list, real quick, is we're going through this as fast as we can. Yep. Um, we saw this movie the last time Vegas Girlfriend was in town. Um, this was 24-Hour Party People. Martin! What are you doing? <coughs> Recording. Silence. You're recording silence? Well, now I'm recording Tony f***ing Wilson. Um, we want you to produce a band for us. Who's us? 
Uh, factory records. Right, 50 quid an hour. Plus, I want to be a partner in the company. See ya. <coughs> the great Steve Coogan. Yes, who I love in Hamlet 2. 24-hour party people. I, I would put this, of all the movies we've talked about today, right now, that's like number one on my list of movies everyone needs to see. Yeah, it is really because good. Because it is a true story. Yes, it is. It's the true story of Tony Wilson, um, who was, Wilson. yeah, the late, sadly, the late uh, Tony Wilson, who was a news reporter in England and then would eventually become a promoter and head of Factory Records. Yes, which produced Joy Division and the Happy Mondays and right. a bunch of other bands. Joy Division. So the, the movie goes through and shows mainly the life of Joy Division's lead singer. Ian Curtis. And then sadly shows his death. While he was watching Strozik by Werner Herzog. Nice, and um, but it's it's a fun. It's not a fun story. It's a sad story. I mean, in fact, when, I, when we first started watching it, I kind of was in the thinking that this is going to be a fun movie. The whole Steve Coogan thing throws me. Steve Coogan is great in it, though. He's yeah, he's great. It's a fun movie. It's a true story. It's a whole the whole story of the Manchester music scene from the late seventies to the early nineties. Um, a lot of real footage mixed in there, mm-hmm. so um, definitely a must see. Um, among the other ones that people have suggested to us that are no-brainers that people must see, um, Starter for Ten. Are you trying to seduce me, Mrs. Harvinson? No, Brian, I most certainly am not. No, no. It's just like a quote. No, like Mrs. Robinson. I haven't the least intention of trying to seduce you. Oh, no, and I don't want to seduce you either. That's not to say that you're unattractive, because obviously you've got a beautiful body for someone of your age. I beg your pardon? What's going on down here? Nothing's going on. Hello, Mr. Harbinson. Brian, where are your trousers? You can talk, big guy. Brian, are you... are you stoned? No way, man. I love this flick. Yeah. It's got a great soundtrack, too. Um, yeah, this soundtrack is heavy on the cure. Heavy on the cure. Yeah. Um, in Between Days, Psychedelic Furs, what else? Buzzcocks, um, Kate Yazoo. Bush, Echo and the Bunny Man. A lot of great One songs. One Hit Wonder Yazoo. Yeah, Yazoo. Not Yazoo UK. The, um, this is actually, this is a big um, star at the Toronto Film Festival a couple of years ago. Um, produced by Tom Hanks, Mr. 80s himself. Mm-hmm. Love to have him on the show. He'll never appear. Bosom Buddies, the movie. Yeah. I want it. I want it, Tom. Come Not on. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Damn it. Period. It's uh, set in 1985 in England at uh, Bristol University, and it all revolves around um, the TV show University Challenge. Uh, as, as parodied so successfully on The Young Ones. Yeah. <laughs> I love The Young Ones. Actually, I don't. You really I want don't. to, though. <sighs> God, I so badly want to, and I can't. I know. I'll just keep trying. It's like me and Salmon. <laughs> I just don't like salmon. I try it, try it. I just don't like it. Um, this is again. This was on. This is making the rounds on cable right now. So you chances are you get a chance to see this movie. You saw it one, one of your trips down here. Yeah, it was on cable, so yeah, we watched cable, it. Yeah. It actually has something in common with Adventureland too, because the pro- the male protagonist has to pick between like the really hot but kind of dumb girl and the very pretty but not conventionally pretty smart girl. So and you always pick the smart girl, right, Steve? I did this time around. <laughs> I will admit that has not always been the case. <laughs> True. Um, the other popular movie that a lot of people suggested that we talk about today, um, and I got to admit, when we ever we do a show, well, it's not an 80s movie, so I can't really admit that this is a secret shame of mine, but I do love this movie. 2001's Rockstar. What are you looking at? Hey? You think you can dress up like me and be a rock star? No, sir. No, sir. You have no idea what it takes. Hmm? 
You think it's all sex, drugs and rock and roll, do you, huh? Well, you got the sex wrong, didn't you? Drugs, I never touch them. No one does a gig like I do a gig half-cut. Not even at your age. And it's bad. 11.30 every night before a gig. That's what it takes. Why don't you just do your own thing? Get your own life. The great Mark Wahlberg. I love him. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Actually, I don't love him. But I'd say, I have a theory. I do love him as Dirk Diggler. Mark, yeah. Mark Wahlberg has had the best series of roles any actor could possibly have. He's been an astronaut, a rock star, a porn star. Well, I'm trying to think what else. And he fought in Iraq. <laughs> um, 2001 movie, uh, Mark Wahlberg, directed by Stephen Herrick, um, is the semi-true story mm-hmm. of uh, Tim Ripper Owens. Who uh, became? Who was in a Judas Priest tribute band? Mm-hmm. What they and, called breaking the law. Yeah, and when uh, Rob Halford left, uh, Tim Owens came in and took the role. Uh-huh. Um, same basic storyline, except for the movie. Except for the band here is called Steel Dragon. Isn't it sort of like the story of uh, Arnell Pineda and Journey? Uh, don't be dissing Journey. Why do you, why do you have <laughs> I to do help it? I'm sorry. I love Journey. I do, do I make you listen to Journey? No. no. Am I going to make you listen to it now? Maybe. <laughs> As a punishment, perhaps. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, speaking of Three Kings and Mark Wahlberg, it's actually um, the executive producer debut of George Clooney. I love him. It's a good movie. It's not bad. It's good for like the first half. And, it, of course, it ends in Seattle, which was the death of 80s music. True. And the start of grunge. That, that, that's actually a cool scene in The Wrestler when Marissa Tomei and Mickey Rourke are in a bar and talking about how much they hate 90s music and how the <sighs> 80s totally rocked. Yeah, Please. talking about Motley Crue. <laughs> There's a lot of 80s hair metal in the wrestlers. Yeah, it's definitely it's, it almost deserves to be I mean none of none of the wrestler takes place in the 80s but it sort of deserves sort of a, like a typical cap. Yeah, honorary, it's an honorary pick. Definitely yeah. if you haven't seen it. It's depressing though. Yeah. Just a warning. It's good but it's depressing. I'm channeling out the ending. I refuse to recognize what happens. Well, it's, you know, it's suggested. But as Roger Ebert once said, a truly great movie is never depressing. Hey, hold your thought there, VGF. Uh, that must be Daly at the door. He must have finally wedged himself out of the rest area. This could get interesting. Aha, the mystical refrain of reader mailbag. Hey, uh, VGF, why don't you come on in here for a few minutes? Give your old man a back rub. Mm-hmm. Okay. Daly in there will take over your duties oh, for you. Oh, come on, baby. Come on. Sit on my lap. That's my girlfriend, dude. Dude, come on. It's all in the family. Yeah. All right, BGF. See ya. Don't do anything weird in there because I can see all you guys. Well, I thought someone in this house ought to be having sex. I mean, with something that doesn't require batteries. So I understand you got some cool uh, emails picked out for us this week. Yes. We have a a, a really exciting postcard from the Fiji Islands. No crap. It sounds like we're about to do a bit, but really, we got a postcard uh, from Mick and Sydney in Fiji. What's it say, dude? It says, Bula, Sean and Steve, and the rest of the Stuck in the 80s crew. Bula, and if you happen to be from uh, the Fiji Islands, uh, please correct me if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, Bula is Fijian for hello. Bula. You learn lots of shit on Stuck in the 80s, don't you? I'm pretty sure Kevin Wunsch says that's pronounced Bola. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, leave Kevin alone. Bula is Fijian for hello. I'm having a great time in Fiji, Fiji with the weather around 85 to 90 every day. There have been many tropical drinks and a bit too much sun. 
how much you want to bet that he was loaded when he wrote this too? <laughs> how much you want to bet he bought that like in the uh, Detroit airport? <laughs> the people here are great and they're so friendly. Over the pool bar speakers come the pet shop boys. So maybe I'm not the only one stuck in the 80s in Fiji. Can't wait to get back to Sydney to get the latest podcast. Have a great one, dudes. Mick Rock or Mick in Sydney. <laughs> I think that says Mike Rock or Mick. Whatever. It comes from the Fiji Islands, and there is a, uh, a beautiful woman snorkeling on the front in some sort of thong. Nice. Yeah. Is that, is that all she's wearing? Does she have a top on? She seems to have a small top on. The water is very blue, and her thong is very orange. <laughs> well, thanks, Mick. That's very nice. How much, how much did it cost him to mail that to us? A dollar fifty. Nice. Is that dollar fifty? Is Fiji our money? What is that? Who owns <laughs> no, Fiji? Who owns Fiji? Um, I have no. Is that clue. a buck fifty U.S.? It's buck fifty Fiji. Don't they uh, trade in like monkey heads down there or something? <laughs> Great, you really need <laughs> the entire segment of our audience. Um, oh, yeah. we have another letter too. Cool. Who's this one? Not from? as colorful and not as friendly. Hmm. Well, not as friendly to some of us. Hey Spearsy, just Hey Spearsy, the oh. nickname I gave you, <laughs> and then the world co-opted. Jesus. Hey Spearsy, great show this week with you and that other guy. <laughs> as I usually do, I listen to the podcast while out running on the mountain trails here in Colorado. You and that other guy really make the miles fly by. I laugh a lot at your jokes and the comments made by that other guy on your show. Your hair metal talk brought back memories of a show I caught in the summer of 1984 in New Hampshire. It was a festival-type show promoted by Madman Marco, this race car driver who lived at the top of my street. It featured a Boston band, The Lines, best known for a cover of that song, Dirty Water, and then Lita Ford, Rat, Twisted Sister, and Cheap Trick. Sweet. It's kind of weird that Cheap Trick's in there, but yeah. it's a great show, you know, Rat and Roll. The two things I remember most is that I had just gotten a fake tattoo at Salisbury Beach. I've been there. That had a heart with the word Pam in it, in deference to my lovely girlfriend back then. The only woman that if we had gotten married, I'd have insisted on taking her name. Her name was Pamela Thrasher. Can you imagine? Chase Thrasher. It sounds like a TV detective show. Tonight, after Magnum, it's Chase Thrasher. Oh, and the other thing I remember is that it was hot, like really hot, like hot in the armpits of that chunky guy who's on your show with you. It's not very nice. That kind of hot and sweaty. So anyway, keep up the great work. You and your sidekick do a really fun show. Say, do you ever hear from Kathy and Gina? They were great. Best Chase Squires, Denver, Colorado. It's kind of funny because weren't we just in Denver, Colorado? We, are, we were in Denver. <laughs> Ah, Spearsy and Daly here in Denver, the Great West. Hey, do we know anybody in Denver? Uh, nope. Yeah, I didn't think so. Let's get the f*** out of here. What a great trip that was. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It's too bad we didn't know anybody there. That would have been fun. Yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, this week's mailbag. As always, send your emails to stuckinities at tempe.com. And uh, you can go on insulting Sean Daly all you like. What's up? Happening, hot stuff. Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Hey, time for me to play a snippet of a movie from the 80s, and if you get it right, we've got a ton of stuff to give away. Yeah, we really do. And we still have uh, the E.T. soap. Ooh. Um, we have Scrub some. deep with Elliot. <laughs> More C trading cards. 
Morrissey trading cards, really? Yeah. Oh, um, that's funny. We're soon going to be getting us. Uh, we will have some copies of the Adventureland soundtrack to Ooh. give away. Ooh, so am I you, eligible to get one of those? You're eligible to steal one off my desk like usual. Sweet. Like you did with the Olivia Newton-John one, which I haven't seen. Yesterday we gave away some uh, 80s propaganda to some young Cub Scouts. Yeah, they love who the came by my Who came by my desk. Uh, I was ill-prepared for their visit. The Cub Scouts came in to the St. Pete Times offices, and they wanted to learn a little bit about music criticism. They wanted to meet a real celebrity like Sean Daly. And I, I was, like, late, and so I ran back, and I was, like, sweaty in front of the Cub Scouts. I was very angry. And then I hadn't, they, I was, like, I talked to them for five minutes, blank stares. So I just said, all right, let's start giving shit away. And so we gave them uh, uh, Mad Balls. We gave away the Rod Stewart The Rod Stewart CD. Some poor little kid. They had no idea who we were giving them. And then we, we'd just say, who wants Mad Balls? And they'd be like, me. Who wants the Rod Stewart CD? Me, oh, please. They just wanted free stuff. Really a cute gang of kids. Um, easily bamboozled. How many, how many of the Cub Scout moms took my photo? You had a ton of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, so here's the thing. All the Cub Scouts leave, and I'm trying to, like, you know, uh, get my desk clean again. And I see one of the moms is still, like, hitting on you. It was unbelievable. I'm sitting there, and it was, she was really hot. And she's like, oh, call me sometimes, Spears. I was like, what is this? And then you were all, like, secretive, and you weren't really telling me. Explain now what that was all about. No, no. She's just a former coworker. Uh, you know what? Who wanted my fear, it was unbelievable. And you were, like, loving it. You couldn't wait, because you knew I was just like, what the heck? What's going on? Now the Cub Scout moms talked to me. I was the celebrity. That was unbelievable. You had a big grin on your face. <laughs> And you guys are going out later this week, right? Oh, sorry, VGF. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Ooh. <laughs> She's got her hands in a bad spot right now. <laughs> anyway, pay attention. Here was last week's mystery movie. The lady said the proprietors ordered the school closed. Now, as I see it, we are the proprietors. Ah, yes, Taps with Timothy Hutton. You like that flick? Don't you like take a clip from Taps every week? Did no. we have a Taps quote like four weeks ago? No. No, Timothy Hutton, Sean Penn. By What's the, the big uh, catchphrase in that at the end? Don't they say something it's like... It's beautiful, man! Nah, that's not that's it. What, that's no, because they have to defy the orders of their superiors. And don't the students rebel yeah, against... Yeah, they rebel. Um, they take up the cause of... Uh, Tom Cruise is in that, right? Tom Cruise, get, he's the one shot. Sean Penn is in there. Uh Man, it's got an all-star cast. Yeah, I might have to see that again. I love it. I don't have it on DVD, but I will soon. But I guarantee that no one won this week. Yeah, I guarantee it. Not a single person won. Sorry, sorry. Susan the Stitcher. Susan the Stitcher? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a serial killer. I, I think I dated her. Yeah, we've all dated someone like her. Susan the Stitcher. John Borowski, John P. Hayes, Mick and Sidney, Donnie Merritt, Walter Cox. Coxie! And, and a new buddy, Ralph and Clearwater. Why are you smiling when you say Ralph and I like, I like to have local, local listeners. It's Why fun. are you smiling like that, though? Like, are you really Ralph? Is no. that the thing? Is, there like, is Ralph about to pop in here? <laughs> Hi, Ralph. Are you ready for me? <laughs> no. Pay attention. <sighs> Here's this week's... Do you know what the, um, the official eel of the Fiji Islands is? Does it say that? This is the freshwater eel. <laughs> Trouser, trouser eel. <laughs> Anguilla obscura. Nice. That's a beautiful postcard. Focus. Ready? Sorry, yeah. Here's this week's mystery movie clip. This blood's for you. Come on, Daly. 
Um, I do not know. Good. If you know it, email us at stuckinnews at tempe.com. And you too can get a merit badge in Stuck in the 80s. Yes. What would be on that merit badge? Rubik's Cubed. <laughs> Picture me using the defibrillators on your chest. <laughs> Clear. Spears, you don't go into the light. Ah, uh, the mystical refrain of name that 80s tune. Hey, signature event here. Time to I'm play. Dude, I'll tell you right now. The, the hot dogs. You're not gonna you can make sing, it through this one? They're singing their own song. Can we hurry this up? Yeah, I will. Okay. As always, we play a snippet of a song from the 80s. If you get it right, all those prizes can be yours, including a copy of the new Adventureland soundtrack, which I highly recommend. Pay attention. Here was last week's clip. Yes, Gold by Spando Ballet. Gold! Always believe in your soul. You got the power to know you're indestructible. What the hell is that all about? Why would you do such a thing? What do you mean? Why would you do Spandau Ballet? Because they're reuniting, my friend. Who cares? Going on a world tour. I love that their tickets sold out in 20 minutes because they're only playing places that hold like 58 they're people. They're playing the O2 Arena. Give me a break. They like, sold it out. Ha- like the basement of it. They're, they, they sold it out three times over on three consecutive nights. Now, Spandau of- Ballet. You call them Spando Ballet. <laughs> Whatever. You're a big dope. Anyway, a lot of people this got this one show wrong. Turn into crap. A lot of people got this one wrong because it sounds a lot like uh, almost every other British band from that era. It sounds a lot like uh, we had a lot of people guess it was ABC when Smokey sings. No, a lot of people thought it was Video Kill the Radio Star. Only a very few select people got this one right. Are you ready? Sean Mulcahy from the UK. I like Mulcahy. Uh, Derek Lane Waters of Rochester Hills, Michigan, and the aforementioned Kevin Winch. There you go pronounces he's won like eight straight weeks does he yeah. have a picture of you like naked or something yes he does <laughs> oh man that hot dog stand i know we're almost there we're almost there uh pay attention here's this week's mystery tune there it is if you know it email us at stuckings at tempe.com because sean's parting words as he runs to the restroom are no more wieners There's nothing I like better than to sit down with a big pot of tea, a couple of crumpets, and an enormous dollop of Stuck in the 80s. Ah, thanks for the fan greeting. That is Nick, a.k.a. The Major from the UK. Um, Although he didn't identify himself in the fan greeting. But he did send us an email. And I am emailed out. I will put on my pharmacy hat and read okay, the read, polysyllabic words. Read the major's email. Dear Sean and Steve, hearty felicitations from the rain-swept shores of Her Britannic Majesty's United Kingdom. I just thought I'd take this opportunity to touch hands with the old colonials and congratulate you on your splendiferous Stuck in the 80s podcast. To be honest, I'm not altogether sure how I stumbled across it, but like a helpless poacher meandering into the mouth of a multi-toothed man-trap, I have now found myself musically immobile and at its mercy. For the past few weeks, I have listened attentively to all of your past podcasts. I have discovered 80s hits I never knew existed and been delightfully reminded of others that should never have existed in the first place. 
Best of all, I've had my ill-disguised love of the 80s rekindled and have almost been persuaded to don my bedraggled new romantic wing-collar shirt. It has been an extraordinary journey. As I race through your past catalog, I have heard strange tales of unseemly alcohol-laden trousers, embittered dwarves, <laughs> comely young maidens, Las Vegas lasciviousness, and Swedish shenanigans of the most revealing sort. Speaking of which, a few years back, a chum of mine returned to home to find his Swedish foreign exchange student doing a bit of topless ironing. I did ask whether his trousers had been well creased, but I don't believe he noticed. Needless to say, I always look forward to your broadcasts and I've only had to turn down the volume on one occasion when some stern-looking nuns passed by my window and were unfortunately treated to a blast of, Mama, no! They are praying for your souls as we speak. I still remain thankfully unclear about the physiology of the Funyun, but feel sure that it is more unsettling than our own much-beloved cheese and onion crisps. However, I would be more than happy to consume even more 80s Euro trash via the Esteem podcast. I can scarce compete with your concert-going antics, but last winter, I was lucky enough to see a triple-bill show with three bumper sets from Heaven 17, ABC, and the excellent Human League. A wonderful night that was lapped up by my two teenage sons and rounded off superbly when we met the debonair and delightful Phil Oakey and the gals. Luckily, I still get delightful flashbacks of the gorgeous Susan Ann Sully's legs. Could things get any better? Well, next week, we're seeing ABC back by the BBC Concert Orchestra perform their entire Lexicon of Love album at the Royal Albert Hall. I am jealous. At the end of the month, we're seeing Ultravox here in Brighton in November. It'll be AHA at London's O2 Arena. By the way, whatever happened to that promised AHA special? Anyway, chaps, I must away. Very best wishes to 80s fans everywhere and keep playing the Europop. Cheerio, the major. Ah, uh, the dreaded AHA show. Um, yeah, Hafia um, strikes again. I don't know. Um, Mama, no. They swore they were going to give me an interview with them. Well, they didn't swear. They swore they asked. I, I, I don't doubt that they did. I'm sure. And um, we never heard an answer, and so we never did it. And I tried so hard to uh, become an AHA fan in the meantime. And I bought their Best Of album, mm-hmm. and I tried to listen uh-huh. to tracks that didn't start with the words Take On Me. <laughs> and I still can't really get into them. It's just one of those things. There's just some bands. You know, I should like them. Yeah. I don't know why I don't. It's not that I don't like them. I just don't have that. You don't have that passion, that spark, that fire. Not like I do for the Pet Shop Boys. Oh. I love you, Steve Spears. <laughs> ah, I, I sit content knowing Sean Daly did not make it this further into the park, <laughs> far into the podcast, and so he never heard Has that. Has he ever listened to any of them? He'll listen to, if I swear to God that this podcast is the best podcast ever, uh-huh. and, and, and if he's in it. He will listen to like most of it, maybe. Yeah. But for the most part, no, he does not listen to the completed podcast. He'll listen to the skits if we do one. Yeah. But that's about it. Okay. So there you have it. There's our salute to 80s movies that were not made in the 80s, part due. If you think we missed one of your favorites, email us, and we will consider a part three. Yes. Maybe when The Informers comes out. Maybe if uh, some other movies. Maybe if some more cartoons are made into... Uh, or graphic novels. Or made into novels. Well, maybe next time we'll talk about The Watchmen. In the meantime, Vegas Girlfriend's on a coach flight home. <laughs> Sorry. When she's back, she's she's Dr. Vegas Girlfriend. Yeah, Stethoscope in hand. And I'll be here for 12 days next time. I know. That'll be fun. And we'll be going to Key West. Yay! Right. That'll be fun. Uh, in the meantime, stay tuned for a hopefully uh, Star Trek and Eve's episode coming up this month. Some other little... Uh, we might have... Uh, all notes on the podcast soon. Who knows what will happen. In the meantime, we're going to all stay here firmly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for providing music for the credits. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. I'm a big old, big old, big old, big old.
Boop, beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Don't never make that noise. <laughs> uh, 